0: I'm Jerome Hudson, Breitbart News Entertainment Editor, author of the book 50 Things They Don't Want You to Know About Trump, sitting in for Breitbart News Editor-in-Chief Alex Marlowe. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. History, that's what the media and Democrats are calling the United States Senate vote confirming Katanji Brown-Jackson to the Supreme Court. It's historic, they say, because Jackson is a black woman. It's the same Democratic White House that has replaced the word mother with birthing people and the same media celebrating biological men like Rachel Levine as a woman of the year. The Biden administration is going full steam ahead on doing away with COVID-19 border protection policy, Title 42, arguing that the pandemic is basically over but Biden was asking Congress for tens of billions of dollars to fund vaccination and care outside of the US. Doesn't make sense. Meanwhile, triple-vaxxed House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced Thursday that she tested positive just hours after spending time with President Joe Biden, who planted a kiss on Pelosi. Disney CEO Bob Chapek issued an unbelievable, groveling apology to his LGBTQ plus employees And the latest sign of the red tsunami popped up this week in Wisconsin, where the Waukesha school board election saw all three Republican-backed candidates win, unseating two incumbents. start here with history being made, or at least that's what uh, I I, I was being told all day yesterday. um, The confirmation of uh, Kintanji Brown-Jackson, the vote uh, went 53 uh, to 47 in the United States Senate yesterday. Uh, You had three Republican senators, uh, Mitt Romney of Utah, Susan Collins of Maine, and Lisa Murkowski of Alaska uh, voting to confirm Ketanji Brown Jackson for the Supreme Court. Collins, uh, if you recall, did not vote for Amy Coney Barrett. Again, Maine, what are you doing? I believe you can do better. I mean, I I don't actually understand because um, we've had in this country uh, Supreme Court uh, justices, who happened to be black, Thurgood Marshall, Clarence Thomas. Um, But, but, but this, this, this woman's confirmation, uh, continuously being sold and peddled as historic. um, I don't know why. Is it because she's black or is it because she's a woman? Because if it's the latter, then that calls into question everything that the liberal left uh, has also been peddling out of one side of their mouth. Um, the, the phrase woman, uh, other phrases associated with the biological uh, woman, like mother, have been completely erased or contorted, completely uh, out of alignment with everything that we've known or understood to be a woman for millennia. The Biden administration's 2022 fiscal year budget uh, request that was released last June uh introduced for the first time or at least for the first time that anyone noticed the the, the term birthing people uh effectively replacing mothers in any official executive branch documentation <laughs> Rachel Levine that is the transgender assistant secretary of health and human services uh was named one of US USA today's women of the year uh, Will Thomas, born Will Thomas, went from a losing collegiate swimmer, losing to other dudes, to a winning collegiate swimmer, beating women. Uh, Katonji Brown Jackson herself could not supply an answer when Republican uh, Tennessee Senator Marsha Blackburn asked Judge Brown to define a woman. Judge Brown said, I, "I can't. I can't give you a definition of the word woman. I'm not a biologist." Uh so I, I do I do find it interesting how uh the left can can seemingly try to hold and therefore advance two ideas wherein we just completely bastardize and, and, and seemingly erase the definition, the known definition of what a woman is, what a mother is, uh and also celebrate the history of Kataji Brown Jackson's uh nomination to the Supreme Court. And this is a woman um, who said she couldn't define a woman. She also refused to say whether she believed in it, that individuals possess natural rights. Um, that one, uh, <laughs> she supplied, uh, she couldn't answer it during the confirmation. And then, you know, uh, I think it was Senator Ted Cruz was like, well, can you get back to us with an answer on that? So in written statement, uh, Judge, Judge Jackson still couldn't you know, provide an answer about. Uh, uh individuals possessing natural rights uh she said she didn't have a judicial philosophy lot of lot of eggshells uh uh judge jackson uh walked on uh to get confirmed she 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 did really say a lot the whole sentencing thing you know going lenient on people who possess child pornography um the the numbers broke down that she nearly sixty percent of the time. Uh, she she gave more lenient uh, sentences to uh, to people possessing child pornography, 60 uh, percent less time than the national average. Um, it, she once in a 2013 case bypassed federal senten- sentencing guidelines to cut a previously deported illegal alien drug dealer prison sentence. This is interesting to me for so many reasons because I have just stopped looking at polls, but so many of them put crime at near the top or the number one issue um, when when asked people what are the national issues that they are worried about, are concerned about the most. We just had New York Congressman uh, Lee Zeldin join the program, I believe, yesterday. He's running for governor of New York and... He was talking about, again, recent polls putting crime at the top uh, in terms of issues concerning people who live in that, that state. We've seen national polls doing the same thing. And here we have a confirmation of a woman who has gone soft on crime, she apologizing to a drug dealer, hard drug dealer, and say, apologizing that she could not give him a more lenient sentence. And so, you know, I, these, I don't know what's going to happen to Murkowski. I, I'm with Alex Marlowe on this. Utah, what are you doing? Can you explain the logic of voting for Mitt Romney? As far as I can tell, he's, he's not a rubber stamp for Democrats in the Senate, but joined Democrats and, and voted to confirm Ketanji Brown-Jackson. Susan Collins, I just, I have no words. I mean, the left was literally banging down this woman's door just a handful of years ago. And they convinced her. They convinced her to not vote to confirm Amy Coney Barrett. She joined Democrats, the only Republican across the, aisle. she couldn't do it. She didn't feel comfortable. Uh, with it. it was it was too close to an election. Susan Collins said. And what I find so egregious about this 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 whole historic narrative, they're going to do a whole big to do thing, you know, uh, it, 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 the history of it. it they're just using uh judge judge brown she's she's a pawn she literally is a bit of an abomination like her entire uh, uh her her nomination her confirmation she she has to know and apparently she's comfortable with it knowing that she's only in this position because she is a black woman the inconsistency of the fact that you know america is so racist that this young smart black woman will now be uh the the the, the next supreme court justice that, that, that it's so illogical it doesn't make any actual sense uh but she she's apparently okay with it she she's not embarrassed by the fact that joe biden uh had a sexist and racist uh process by which he actually picked uh and nominated her to begin with he only chose between black women. Um, I looked at video of Joe Biden in 2005 saying that if Janice Rogers Brown, who is now a former uh, federal judge, if Janice Rogers Brown's nomination would come up, if then President George Bush nominated Janice Rogers Brown uh, to the Supreme Court, uh, Joe Biden said it, it would be problematic. He, he, he would find it very hard to see her confirmed. How he can now, 17 years later, get up, as he will do, in front of the country, in uh, feign uh, and revel in the his- history of the moment, when he <laughs> played a key role, along with Senators Dick Durbin and others, blocking a woman who would have been the first black uh, Supreme Court justice. I mean, they're just pretending to be proud of this moment. It's really sick stuff, the history of it. Kataji Brown Jackson actually, in the confirmation, said that she never actually sought out Janice Rogers Brown's uh, wisdom. Her counsel never even met the woman. Um, Judge Brown is being exploited. The Supreme Court in the United States uh, is being bastardized. Again, the process by which Joe Biden chose Justice uh, uh, Jackson uh, is, is is embarrassing to this country. Only a woman, only a black woman. House Speaker Nancy Pelosi announced Thursday that she tested positive for coronavirus just hours after spending time with President Joe Biden. This from Charlie Spearing, a spokeswoman for Pelosi, said that the speaker tested positive and was currently asymptomatic. Uh, the speaker, quote, he is fully vaccinated and boosted and is thankful for the robust protection of the vaccine has provided no mention of donald trump's name uh, was in this statement the speaker's office also confirmed that a planned congressional delegation to asia had been postponed as a result of the positive virus the white house on thursday argued that president joe biden did not need to quarantine or wear a mask after interacting with House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, this also from Charlie um, Spiring, on multiple occasions this week. So apparently Nancy Pelosi hobnobbed with Joey the Biden on Tuesday and Wednesday at different White House events. Uh, And at one point, Joe Biden planted a kiss or several kisses on Nancy Pelosi's cheek. Uh, And so, uh, Jen Saki said that Joe Biden has tested negative uh, and is showing no signs of contracting the very virus that Nancy Pelosi is now walking around with. Saki also confirmed that not everyone was tested uh after this uh t- the Tuesday event in which Barack Obama was there. You can see it in the videos uh, Jim Clyburn uh, uh um, Kamala Harris all uh attending. Uh, this, uh, this signing event with Barack Obama back in the White House. Jinsaki noted noted uh, that according to the CDC guidelines on, on coronavirus, quote, unquote, close contact was defined as someone who spent 15 minutes or six feet of a coronavirus infected individual. She added that Biden was tested on Wednesday night and the test was negative. Uh, Biden spent a portion of Thursday afternoon with his Supreme Court nominee, Ketanji Brown Jackson, as they watched her Senate confirmation again. So Joe Biden could have it. Maybe the virus could be incubating, uh, but they're going to have this big blowout, this press conference um, celebrating and announcing Judge Jackson. And just a handful of years ago, Joe Biden called the very press conference that that Donald Trump had uh, when he announced or was introducing to the world his latest Supreme Court pick in in, in uh, Judge Justice Barrett. Joe Biden called that a super spreader event. He's literally going to have a similar event at the White House, I presume, where, you know, will Nancy Pelosi show up? That's good stuff. Uh, A bipartisan group of senators, including prominent swing state Democrats. Oh, that's interesting. Proposed legislation to delay Joe Biden's uh, end of Title 42, which has been used to curb the border crisis. This from uh, Sean Moran, the legislation would delay Biden's ending of Title 42 for at least 60 days to ensure that there is a quote workable plan in quote in place before lifting Title 42, the broad public health authority that serves as a border control measure which would allow federal immigration officials to quickly return border crosses and illegal aliens to their native countries. So... Title 42 is expected to end on May 23rd. The Biden administration, however, uh has it gave itself some time to implement a vaccine program for those migrants uh intercepted at the border. I I'm very curious in this. Now now John Tester of Montana is the latest Democrat to come out against the ending of Title 42. Um this is all interesting to me, and, and I can't wait to, to talk to Senator uh, Roger Marshall about this because no one's actually talking about uh, anything that, that, that I think is important, like the national security implications of this. In the last fiscal year alone, over 60,000 people were not apprehended, were, did not make contact with Border Patrol agents after crossing into the country illegally, gotaways. The estimation uh, is 67,000 of these individuals. I I don't even know how to put those numbers um, into proper context. It's so mind boggling to me that there are literally tens of thousands of individuals, probably in a neighborhood or town near you, just walking around. No one knows who they are. No one really knows where they came from, because Border Patrol agents were probably dispersed to another area of the border or border sector and never came in contact with them. They're just now here in the United States. Um, it's 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 one of the types of situations in which you you look at the D DEA, the drug uh, enforcement agency administrator, a woman by the name Ann Milgram, who said that China is providing chemicals, quote, to Mexico to the criminal drug networks that are then mass producing, in quote, fake pre- prescription pills that are sold as though uh, they're prescription drugs, but they're actually laced with fentanyl. We're going to see at least 18,000, but maybe the numbers and the footage is already coming out of the caravans forming. You know that the Mexican cartels are using every avenue at, at their disposal to organize, to plan, to fund And to put um, the the, the bodies in the roots, making uh, sure that the coyotes have the contact uh, for people to actually come into this country at a scale that maybe we've never seen before, ever, uh, in this country. The administration gearing up to put hundreds of of lawyers, essentially, hundreds of medical professionals at the border to get, get these illegal aliens uh, checked and vaccinated, but but maybe not tested. Politically, I don't know how this how this plays out. I guess the you know the, these these senators now coming out these these border state Democrats. I I, I don't know what what to make of any of this. It, none of this actually makes any sense. Um, I, is Joe Biden trying to placate to a left flank that wants him out? Is that why the, 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 the national media has finally come around to reporting honestly about the cri- the, the Biden, uh, the, the millions of dollars made with Joe Biden, his, his brother, his son, his daughter, his son-in-law. So Biden just throws open the border. He appeases the, the squad wing of the, of the House Democrats, but he also imperils every border state Democrat who said nothing, who did very little for the last several years, who certainly didn't stand shoulder to shoulder with Donald Trump when he was forcibly trying to secure the border and in large part succeeding. The Democratic Party is going to wake up on November 9th, the day after the election, with maybe a quarter century size hole in it because the losses will be so sweeping. My fear, though, is what the country will look like. I I called producer Greg and I just I I basically gave him a word salad, essentially saying, like, I need to talk to someone, county administrator, someone over over budget and management, policing, health resources, education in a city, in a town that has absorbed thousands, tens of thousands of illegal immigrants. What is what does a city look like if they're going to be on average forty five hundred illegal immigrants, being bused, being flown into Florida where I sit right now every month. What the hell does that look like? Oh, where do these people go? We don't really see reporting about illegal immigrants sleeping under bridges anymore, packed uh, facilities, being packed with illegal immigrants, sleeping on floors. That's what's going to happen. We're literally, in in many instances, going to look like a third world country ourselves because we're we're just going to be flooded with people from dozens and dozens of countries just rushing the border. Um uh, coronavirus is over, but the speaker of the house just tested positive and massless kissing the president, vice president's there. It's not a big issue, but 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 we're not supposed to worry about it, but Nancy Pelosi just canceled a planned trip to Asia. It's either a big deal or it's not. I I don't I don't really know what to make of it. None of it really makes uh sense to me. I do love the pushback though. Texas Governor Greg Abbott transporting illegal immigrants to the US Capitol. Peter Ducey of Fox News asked Gensackie on yesterday about uh the bussing of border crossers to DC whether or not Joe Biden uh has a response. Uh is there is there a plan in place? The mayor of DC uh, administration of officials there to handle them. Let's play that, cut six.
1: Last one on this. Now that the Texas governor is saying that he's going to start busing border crossers to Washington, D.C., when they get here, are you guys going to help them find a place to stay and something for them to do?
2: Well, I'm not aware of what authority uh, the governor would be doing that under. I think it's pretty clear this is a publicity stunt. His own uh, office admits that a migrant would need to voluntarily uh, be transported, um, and he can't compel them to because, again, enforcement of our country's immigration laws lies with the federal government, not a state. D.C.? Well, listen, I don't know, but I know that the governor of uh, Texas or any state does not have the legal authority to compel anyone to get on a bus.
0: Uh, Ron DeSantis is planning to send illegal immigrants uh, from en uh, route to Florida to Delaware. Um, so 18,000 uh, illegal immigrants a day, that is what the expectation is once Title 42 is ended in just less than two months here. Peter Dusso again asking Jinsaki, the, the 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 mouthpiece for now for the White House, you know, is there a plan in place to absorb these people? Cut seven.
1: When Title 42 expires next month, what is the plan for the 18,000 migrants a day that are going to cross? Do you want them to get jobs here? Is there something else that you want these people? 18,000 a day to be doing.
2: I don't know where you're basing your specific numbers on, Peter, but what I would 18, tell thousand,
1: you- uh, I've got it right here. Earlier this week, the Department gave reporters an estimate that up to 18,000 migrants could be apprehended at the border each day if Title 42 were well, being
2: Well, up to, and we'll see what happens. And obviously, we're taking steps <laughs> to convey that this is not the time to come. Uh, individuals who come to the vo- border, this is what would happen. CBP and ICE would work together to ensure that anyone who enters the country without authorization is put into immigration proceedings as quickly as possible. CBP has been working with ICE to ensure individuals awaiting processing in the interior of the country monitor under, would be monitored under the Alternatives to Detention program. We know that to date, nearly 80% of non-citizens waiting in the interior under pr- prosecu- prosecutorial discretion have either received a notice to appear or are still within their window. To to report that is what would happen
0: they're not supposed to be here it's federal law right now today they should be removed immediately joe biden did away with remain in mexico he, he widely expanded catch and release. They're not supposed to be here. So, oh, well, it's up to, Peter, up to 18,000 people. As if 10,000 people showing up at the border and being allowed to come into the interior of the country, as if 9 or 11 or 6,000 people doing that per day is, is okay. It may be more than 18,000. It might be 20,000 one day and 10,000 the next, and then 25,000 the next day. She doesn't actually care. She's like, well, where are you getting your numbers? From your government. Good news here. A county in Kenosha, Wisconsin, elected a Republican executive on Tuesday. That news was followed up by, for the first time in decades. So we got that news earlier in the week. The woman by the name of Samantha Kurtman defeated uh, Rebecca uh, Metoxka-Mintick in Tuesday's spring election to become the next kenosha county executive the forty seven-year-old Curtman uh... will be the first woman and fifth county executive in kenosha county wow she will replace uh... current county executive jen cruiser cruiser who has held the office since two thousand eight okay so that's fifteen years she's been there that's good for kenosha again just a very a very small sign but again a sign into what is to come People call it a red waves more people call it a red tsunami i don't know i just call it good organizing people realizing that they don't have to live in hell that their children don't have to live in hell being indoctrinated with uh racist teachings and hypersexual curriculum wisconsin's uh waukesha school board will add new members to its ranks After Tuesday's election, saw all three Republican-backed candidates win, unseating two incumbents. The Republican suite comes as critical race theory uh, and gender ideology in schools have brought parents into the process of fighting back. This from Breck and Thieves writing at Breitbart News. Uh, The candidates uh, were all backed by the Republican Party of Waukesha County in a race that is typically nonpartisan. The two incumbents came in fifth place. And sixth place, behind another apparently liberal newcomer who also did not win. Uh, uh, This is uh, this is going to continue to happen. Um, I think the seventeen seventy six project is is pretty heavily funded. Is finding and running Republican conservative anti leftist uh, individuals in local school board elections. Uh it's, it's going to be it's going to be one of those things that if I'm on the airwaves sometime after the election, I, I'm going to be so fascinated, obviously, about w- what happens in house races uh, and in state legislatures. But this, the school board backlash uh, that the left created, um, I, it's going to be interesting just to see the fallout, but also the reaction from the cable news idiots. Uh, From the National Democratic Party, like, how are they going to explain away? like you can't you can't call everybody racist. You can't call everybody bigoted and sexist. And you certainly can't call parents fighting back, standing up, saying enough is enough. (laughs) Getting in new competent blood uh, on their school boards. They're they're not anti-children. They're not anti-trans kid. Uh, It'll be it'll be fascinating to see. It will be absolutely fascinating to see the U.S. Department of Education is holding a webinar for educators across the United States on, quote, supporting transgender and non-binary students in K through 12. Uh, They're promoting the idea of transgender kindergartners and non-binary eight-year-olds. There's there's no such thing, actually. Uh, This is abuse, and it's being sanctioned by the Biden administration. They just don't get it. The U.S. Department of Education tweeting just uh, yesterday: Attention educators, administrators, parents, and students. Support personnel, register now for our next "quote Lessons from the Field" webinar. Supporting transgender and non-binary students in K through twelve. They won't be able to read by the time they get to twelve, or or do simple, uh, you know, arithmetic. Uh, but they'll they'll be well versed in whatever gender ideology they they want to pick we were joined on the program by senator roger marshall republican from kansas senator marshall said kataji brown jackson was too woke for him to support the senator warned of the coming epidemic of drug and gang violence communities will have to grapple with as the flood of illegal aliens prepare to rush the border senator marshall also detailed the hypocrisy of biden's sanctions policy as it relates to russia Senator welcome back to the program feels like I just talked to you last week but it was a it was about a month ago maybe <laughs> it's a month ago and a and two months worth of uh, news <laughs> to get to I want to start with the border um and i I'm wondering what keeps you up at night I mean you just took a, a trip i think a month ago your third trip recently to the border um because i I have to tell you senator if If the estimates are correct, and and there are 18,000 individuals showing up at the border every day, even if it's on average, that's anywhere between a quarter million and a half a million people per month, I I mean, just from a humanitarian aspect, just from a medical uh, and and health uh, concern, the national security concerns. What is going to happen to these cities and towns and states that have to absorb that many people? I mean, this, it's hard to find words to describe what this would, would do to this country, Senator. And the, the, the Department of Homeland Security, the Biden administration, they are helping to facilitate this, this surge of people. Um, what What is your greatest concern? I mean, is it, the, is it the sheer fact that there's no way we'll be able to know the criminal background or the, the maybe the terrorist background of, of, of some people slipping through? I mean, what, your yeah. your biggest, greatest concerns with this?
3: So first of all, this is the most immediate, most significant national security uh, threat to this nation right now is our southern border. I've been to the Ukraine border a couple of weeks ago. I've been to the uh, southern border three three times now. And by the way, I've done, Medical humanitarian work across the world. And this even on my last visit, this looked more like a refugee crisis that we yeah. were having We had it was refugee camps and it's going to triple. So whatever you can imagine now, it, it is going to triple. And I would describe it in all three terms that it certainly is a national security issue. It's a it's a healthcare care uh, issue. It's a humanitarian issue. Uh, you know the the fentanyl alone keeps me up up at night. They've yeah. so far we've caught I think like four huge. If you put it all together, four big semi loads of fentanyl. And remember, just a third of a teaspoon would kill a couple thousand people. Right. Uh, the terrorists that are coming across. It's all the above as usual.
0: The timing of it. Um, I was just speaking in the last hour with our, uh, one of our, our, our Breitbart News reporters who lives in Texas, does border and cartel coverage, Bob Price, You know, even in Texas, Texas is dealing with crime spikes. It's seemingly every town and city in this country, unfortunately, is dealing with crime spikes, murders, carjackings, you name it. And again, not knowing the, the criminal background of people entering this country being ushered in the timing of it just seems like there's never a good opportunity or a good time to just welcome tens of thousands of people into into this country, but 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 crime is near the top or the number one concern from from so many people when asked, polls right. and surveys show. I, I, I am grasping, Senator, at any sort of logic that that the White House could put forth, and you're getting nothing. Jen Psaki saying yesterday that, you know, that, that that basically Department of Homeland Security is putting plans in place to just accept these people. There's just no concern. There seems to be no actual concern for the American people, for the safety of people's communities, police, police, uh, law, law enforcement agencies already stretched thin. There's a labor shortage there our hospitals we, we uh, despite what the administration says in rolling back title uh, 42 like we're we're there's still a lot of virus in this country but, th- but there's just no
3: concern yep. at all Right, Jerome, you're understating the problem, unfortunately, but your listeners need to understand this. This president wants this crisis. He is going to turn our border patrol into maitre d's into a welcome wagon. He's setting up welcoming stations, Uh, you know, come to the land of milk and honey, and we'll give you free food, free education. Um, Those people at the border are treated better than our soldiers are as far as, you know, the conditions we provide for them. Uh, so, So they want this crisis. And to your point, though, of safety and security, the number two concern for my town halls after inflation is the safety and security of families in Kansas. You know, we're sheltered from most of this, it's mostly a real community. But this president has created a culture of hating police officers, of hating sheriffs, saying it's okay to riot, it's okay to loot. So this, it's this cultural creation of a lack of respect for law and order, and it all started with this opening up the southern border and allowing the riots to go unchecked. And that's where we hear, are here today. This is the fight every day up here. Remember, this president, this Democrat radical party wants this crisis.
0: Uh, Now, uh, your colleague, uh, John Tester up in Montana, I think he's the latest Democrat to break ranks with the Biden administration and is now calling for a pause in ending Title 42. It is meaningless. It means nothing. I mean, are any of your Democratic colleagues willing to stand with you and the Republican conference to actually enact a halt to the end of title 42 is that even possible is there even any way to mitigate what is what is coming next month
3: Yeah, it's all talk so far it is absolutely all talk so there's a there's a 10 billion dollar issue on getting more uh, more repurposing money for more uh, therapeutics and vaccines for covid and we hmm. want to vote on just this we've asked for a vote on Title 42, on continuing it past May 23rd, our website we're going to start doing a countdown to May 23rd when it's going to go from 5,000 people a day at the border being apprehended uh, to, to, like you said, 15, 18,000 dollars a day. So it's all talk, it's all hype, so they can get ready for their primary. But there's no action, um, and, and and you wait and see. There'll be a lot of hype, but none of them will walk the plank and say I'm going to sign on to this um, into this legislation and make it happen
0: senator roger marshall joining the program uh right now so you did not vote for uh judge jackson but she has been confirmed uh your colleagues collins murkowski and romney did uh join democrats in in um in confirming her to the supreme court um looking back on it uh senator marshall like i, I <laughs> I don't the the administration in its budget last June uh introduced the term birthing people. Um the Rachel Levine has has benefited from being a man a white cis male for decades and then decided a handful of years ago that he that he wanted to be be a woman. Uh it's very interesting but I don't understand um how Judge Jackson's nomination can be historic uh, because she's black. We've had black justices to the Supreme Court before, but it's the same left that is bastardizing the definition of a woman. She herself can't even define the word. Um, it, 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 it is also sad because you know, the Supreme Court is one of just a growing number of institutions in this country um, that is that is becoming a shell of itself. I mean, this woman's nomination, uh, her confirmation and her existence on the court will always have an asterisk because of the very nature of her selection. Joe Biden picking from a list of only black women.
3: Right, Jerome. She, she's too woke for me. She does not represent the values of the people of Kansas. I understand we can we can disagree politically, but she does not represent the values of Kansas. Anyone that doesn't won't even won't even say, well, this is what I think a woman is. Uh, She's so afraid to do that, uh, that that it would impact the people who are pushing her so hard. And again, you're understating the problem with this transgender issue. Uh, This HHS Assistant Secretary uh, was a pediatrician, and I'm an obstetrician, so I work hand-in-hand with those pediatricians. She's in favor of giving hormones that are irreversible, will cause irreversible changes to prepubescent children and having surgeries done without parental permission. And I don't know if you caught yeah. it this week, but the HHS secretary said the same thing, that uh, that politicians need to stay out of the way, stay out of people's business, and parents need to stay out of the way. If their children want sex changes, if they want hormones, uh, the parents just need to stay out of the way. And we know what's best for your children. That, uh, I tell you what, if we've got legislation, we've led letters, and we're going to start launching into full-throated attack on this one,
0: uh, Senator Marshall. Um, you know, I don't understand the shift from the same national media that uh, that said that Hunter Biden's laptop and the the evidence, the communications on the laptop, were Russian propaganda. Now saying that oh, it's all real and it's quite alarming. I don't understand what the thinking is from the corporate media um but but we do know that Joe Biden repeatedly lied when he said that he hadn't talked to his son Hunter about his son's business dealings and in fact um we know that Hunter Biden um accomp- that Joe Biden accompanied uh his father uh and met with business associates of Hunter uh from China, Russia, Kazakhstan, Ukraine, Mexico and the list goes on and on um I think that there has been a lot of talk from your colleagues, both in the House and the Senate, about um, ongoing investigations currently. Um, but as many investigations as possible, as many subpoenas as possible, that can be uh, issued. Um, I, again, I don't know what justice looks like for the American people who were lied to when, this, when this, these revel- revelations were being made um but in any way uh do you support investigating uh the biden family uh including the president should uh your conference take back a majority
3: oh absolutely and we're not waiting i think we're lining up all the evidence now uh this was journalistic malpractice by the national mainstream media to not cover this story i saw a poll like 80 percent maybe 90 percent of people that voted for joe biden knew nothing of this story Um, My hat's off to Chuck Grassley and Ron Johnson, who are just doing a magnificent job. If you went to their websites, I know that they've kind of they've got their Presentation they did on the Senate floor this week, this paper trail of bank wires of millions of dollars, a, a reoccurring bank wire. I think of one hundred and sixty-five thousand dollars a month from people connected to the Chinese Communist Party, as well as to Russian oligarchs and, and uh, ironically, Ukrainian oligarchs as as well. Uh, so let's, we're, they're doing a great job collecting the evidence. Uh, once again, they were said that this was a some type of a conspiracy theory a couple years ago, they've been proven correct. And, and absolutely, um, we will be all over this one as well as the origin of COVID investigation.
0: Uh, Senator uh, Roger Marshall joining the program right now. You can follow him at Roger Marshall, MD. Um, can you explain to me exactly what is happening as, as, as it relates to the sanctions uh, that this that this government has imposed on Russia because I'm I'm I've been reading your website and you and Senators yeah. Braun and Scott uh, in in the legislation to to end Biden's delay in Russian energy sanctions. Um, <laughs> the, the, the Biden White House has been on both sides of this issue. We didn't think there would be a deterrent, but we still imposed sanctions anyway. They're going to take time uh, to, to 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 fully enact. I can, can you make any sense of what, what the policy is, what the thinking is, what has actually done, what effect it's actually had on Russia's economy?
3: Yeah. You know, w- once again, either Joe Biden is incompetent or he wants this crisis you, it has to be one or the other less than 10% of the sanctions he talks about have actually been implemented. Uh, you know, for instance, uh, the Russian central bank, uh, anything to do with energy, we're not sanctioning. Well, 50% of their business is energy. Uh, and, that, and it doesn't go in, most of the sanctions don't go in effect until June. So you saw the price of ruble go down, it's bounced back. I think that's proof positive of what I'm saying. So again, he's ready to implement more sanctions. He talks about more of them, but he hasn't implemented what he talked about before. He talks about getting them weapons, but they probably, again, haven't got 10% of what they've asked for. This is, uh, you know, this is Obama Part Two. He says one thing, he does another. Uh, he will say anything, and you know it almost looks like he is compromised. Is he compromised? And this is he's really uh, you know passively aggressively supporting Russia. You know I, I don't know. I, I'm not the conspiracy theorist, but but it just looks like he's trying to help Russia right now.
0: And so much of it doesn't make any sense. You, you, you are left to wonder between his his cognitive decline. Um, you know, is it, is it Ron Klein, his chief of staff? I mean, who's actually making the decisions, the decisions that, that like you said, they don't make any sense? Um, you, you are a practicing a physician. Um, the United States Department of Education, um, it, it says, attention, educators, administrators, parents and students support personnel register now for our next uh, lessons from the field webinar um, these lessons from the Phil webinar series will include supporting transgender and non-binary students in K through 12 this is going to be held Wednesday April 13th senator I asked you um, uh, if, if 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 should the Republicans take control of the Senate um, are, is there any discussion senator is or is there any plans any talks about um uh holding up funding for the United States Department of Education if this is how they're going to spend tax dollars by advancing this radical ideology which 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 you you're absolutely right to point out fits into this perverted abuse of children these procedures these, these uh, puberty blockers top surgery bottom surgery um i think i think it, it, are there discussions about you know d- d- to holding up funding as long as the Department of Education is going to use tax dollars to promote this this perverted ideology,
3: Jim. Sure, well, I think there's talk about closing the Department of <laughs> Education, uh, way beyond just cutting their funding. Yeah. Uh, and I'm I'm disappointed. President Eisenhower started it. I'm sure he was well intentioned. My my hero. Uh, but it 's grown too much, and I just want to make it appeal hmm. to your listeners though just for a second. We need godly young men and women to go back into teaching. I can only stop so much of this horrible policy coming out of d c but I think if there was the uh, people traditional with traditional American values were teachers and principals that some of this nonsense would be stopped. We have to go run for the school board we need people with, with these traditional values that you and I were raised on to run for those positions and stop this nonsense. And, and eventually those kids will become leaders within the school system. We have to take, take that back. I'm not willing to give up on my public schools yet. I'm so grateful to have had some of the greatest public school teachers in the world teach me, coach me, yeah. my children. So we've got to take that back as well. I'm going to do what I can up here, but we need everyone to look in the mirror and say, what can I do? What has God called me to do?
0: Senator uh, Marshall, thank you so much for joining the program.
3: Yeah, great topics and appreciate everyone's uh, support and prayers. Travel safely. Thanks.
0: Guard's own Bob Price broke down how Biden ending Title 42 could easily result in billions of dollars in revenue to the Mexican cartels trafficking humans and drugs across the border. Bob also gave us insight on how Texas Governor Greb Abbott is mobilizing Texas National Guard troops to enforce that border and repel the migrants. Bob, welcome back to the program.
4: Boy, what a mess we've got going on here on the Texas border.
0: Uh, it is a mess and it has been a mess. Um, and you know, I, I probably sound like a broken record, but one of the most fascinating things to me, Bob, is that the, the Department of Homeland Security and, and the agencies under the umbrella are a conduit for murderous drug cartels who will make millions of dollars by moving bodies, he, trafficking humans, uh, moving drugs and weapons across the border. And it's only gonna be made easier here in less than two months when Title 42 is completely done away with.
4: You know, the Title 42 was the last remaining program from the Trump era that was one of the many successful programs that President Trump put in place to reduce border crossings by 95% after the surge that happened uh, in his administration. That was a very effective program, and, and Biden, on day one, eliminated just about everything except Title 42. Title 42 is the the uh, Center for Disease Control uh, coronavirus protocol they put in place. And it allowed Border Patrol agents to, in most cases, within two hours, put these migrants either back across the border or ship them back to their home countries. Uh, almost immediately that started changing they started exempting children they started exempting some family units in certain places and there was this whole mixed message about what was going on and now they're going to completely end the program and so what you're going to see now is the green light shining brightly along the southern border of the united states saying come on in nobody's going to stop you matter of fact we're going to even just help facilitate you we'll give you a cell phone and and send you on your way no court dates no No requirement to appear, all of these kind of things.
0: So the governor, your governor there in Texas, um, has ordered the Texas military to begin uh, mass migration response drills, and the Texas um, uh, Guard General uh, is actually showing a a force. I mean, the the Humvees uh, lining up. I mean, how is this response going to actually work? How is it going to look, Bob? Bob. Uh, from the Texas... Well, they're preparing
4: for thing. a lot of different things. Yeah. Um, we've seen the violence that occurs along the, the southern border of Mexico and the southern border of Guatemala. When these caravans of people push through, they, they assault the, the soldiers down there. And so Texas is preparing that if there's a mass rush across one, of the, one or many of the border bridges, the points of entry into the United States, that they will be there to back up U.S. Customs and Border Protection and Border Patrol agents to make sure that those people can't Violently force their way in. And so you saw troopers and, and soldiers yesterday in riot gear, um, massive numbers of, of vehicles that they can use as barriers. Um, they're also one of the things that Governor Abbott told me in our exclusive interview with him uh, last month, and now they're starting to put that in place, is the turnback operations that they're doing, where they're going to put uh, razor wire along the river to where you cannot enter. Through through those those common shallow water crossings, mm-hmm. they're going to put blockades of boats in the river to stop people from crossing and actually turn them back to Mexico. They're they're going to add more of the rail car barriers where they they just stack all these containers along the border to to stop people from making their way in or funneling them to a point where they could be collected up. They'll be building. Uh, detainment centers, basically holding centers, where with razor wire to hold these people in, and and keep them there until the border patrol can catch up. You know, DHS is estimating eighteen thousand people per day, eighteen thousand a day. The record was set last week when they had eight thousand a day. So that's two and a half times basically what the record was. Now that they're expecting on a daily basis, that's a half million people, five hundred forty thousand people per
1: month.
0: How long can the Texas National Guard, how long can the Texas authorities and law enforcement, how long can they keep this up? Because you're right. And, you know, Mm. (laughs) I sort of if you do the math, I mean, that's a half a million people in a month. I mean, again, physically, how long can can this human barrier put up with this? Um, Because I don't see an end in sight. You know what I mean? Like this Title 42 goes away. Um, I mean, there's bipartisan uh, sen- a group of senators trying to stop the Biden administration from implementing it or at least pausing it for 60 days. My fear, Bob, is that the wave of people, the wave of humans will just be overwhelming um, for for the governors on the border, particularly there in Texas. You know, and I I just I I, I actually fear the worst will happen because the way that this is going to affect local law enforcement, Texas is a great state, but you're you're dealing with crime spikes and homicide and carjackings just like every other state. And you have been. So the timing of this couldn't be worse. And I just don't I just don't know how. Uh, Governor Abbott is actually going to be able to keep his forces, uh, like, like keep people's morals, their spirits up physically, how they'll be able to do it f- for a time frame, Bob, that, that feels indefinite.
4: It, it does feel indefinite. And, uh, you know, I've spoken with many uh, National Guard members along the border. Uh, they tell me that they are solid in their their efforts of Texans defending Texas. But it's not just the Texas National Guard. You know, Governor Abbott and Governor Ducey uh, signed a a letter back in uh, sometime last fall, I forget the date now, but where they actually activated the the interstate governor's compact, where they're calling on other states to send their National Guard. So we've seen National Guardsmen from Montana, from North Dakota, from various states across the country down here, assisting in this program, um, we need more of that. I think, and, and I'm sure the governor is is working on that. And, uh, but I think one of the interesting things that came out of the governor's press conference this week is the idea of of actually putting some of these migrants on buses and delivering them to the Capitol steps in Washington D.C. Let the people know they need to see clearly that every city in this community is a border town now. With these numbers coming across, it's going to impact every city in the country, every major city certainly, and, and and even smaller communities as well. And it's not just the migrants. When you have every law enforcement agency in the country tied up in processing these people coming across the border, right. it leaves the borders wide open for the drug cartels to move in fentanyl, met, methamphetamines, cocaine, heroin, all of these illicit drugs that are already coming over in record numbers, and now there'll be virtually nobody to stop them because all the interior forces are are tied up processing people along the border.
0: Bob, let me play this audio. Here's Greg Abbott saying that he's uh, going to be transporting these illegal immigrants to the U.S. Capitol. Cut five.
3: Uh, Joe Biden has refused to come to the border to see the chaos that he has created by his open border policies. So we're going to take the border to him by uh, uh, transporting uh, the the people that he is dropping off in these local communities in the state of Texas uh, and sending them to Washington by plane or by bus. Uh, What's happening is uh, there's an increased number of people coming across the border that they, the federal government, uh, are processing and then letting loose and what has been happening so far is those people will be getting on buses and going to san antonio or, or, or houston or other places like that and so i think they just need longer bus rides hmm.
0: it, 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 white house liar jen Psaki said there's there's basically no legal mechanism by which governor abbott can force these people on these buses and airplanes um i i hope that's not true i do have to take it with a very small grain of salt um But I just hate the chaos and the confusion, what you just spoke to, Um the situation in which we find ourselves where states have to disperse portions of their National Guard because the federal government is not only – you can't even say that they failed in, in in Alejandro Mayorkas. This is an intentional disregard for border security, creating a situation in which resources have to be – uh, dispersed from other states. I mean, what happens? God forbid if there's a national disaster in one of these states that sent a portion of its national guard to Texas and Arizona. Um, I mean, this 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 is a perversion of federal law. This is a perversion of law in this country. Um, I mean, there will be a political price, and that is an interesting conversation to have, Bob. But you live in that state. I mean, the drain on people, the people who make makes towns and cities run month after month, wave after wave. It's it's just going to be a nightmare.
4: It it is a nightmare. Let me go back to what you said about Jen Psaki for a minute. You know, that that's an intentional deflection on her part. It's a distortion of the truth. Governor Abbott said right up front that this is a voluntary program. These migrants are going to sign documents that they're, they're volunteering to get on this bus and, and take, a free ride to washington dc so there's no intent on anybody's part to force anything <laughs> you know that's just that's just
0: yeah. a lie on her part well, i call her the white house, that right house liar. Uh, Yeah, <laughs> yeah. For and, now. And rightfully she's, so she's about to go take rightfully a job so, at msnbc but, anyway yeah
4: but this is this is a complete abdication of the biden administration in its primary duty of, of defending the borders of this nation yeah you know, we're spending billions of dollars defending ukraine and and we should be doing that but we're ignoring our own borders where, where we have this massive number of, of people coming across uh, a million people in the first six months of, of this fiscal year that's almost three million people during during the biden administration coming into the country illegally uh, the numbers are just outrageous And now you see democrats like chuck schumer coming out already saying we've got to give these people amnesty we've got to give them a pathway to citizenship we've got to give them this we've got to give them that uh how much can the american taxpayer stand on all of this while the drug cartels in mexico are making billions of dollars in the month after after um, Title 42 ends with a half million people coming across the border, let's say they're paying an average of $6,000, which is a number that we hear quite frequently. That's $3 billion to the drug cartels in a month. And Biden is facilitating that, facilitating the destruction of Mexico. You know, it, It's just insane <laughs> what? what they're doing.
0: Bob, I love what you're doing. Uh, stay safe and uh, Godspeed. Thanks so much for joining it's good to talk to you again. Anytime. Three billion dollars. Uh, it's just this in the first month. It's going to be a hot summer. American I got American faith in
3: America's heart.
0: And that is the show. Thanks for supporting the podcast and Breitbart News. This is the Breitbart News Daily Podcast. Thanks for listening. I'm in love.